Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. Uh, what do you say we do a podcast on a Wednesday? Good parking day in New York City, at least for where we work. What's up, man? Uh, oh, hi, Jerry. How are you? All right. Good. So I, I didn't have, a, I went to uh, my normal pile of topics. In the morning when I print out stories for Boomer and Carton, I also print out the penis stories. Right. And other things that we do here. And today I went to grab my pile of post-game podcast topics, and I had just one. One? So I thought, oh, today would be a great day to do Twitter Q&A, where I, we get questions off of the Boomer and Carton uh, Twitter page. Okay. And then we answer them here on the podcast, Jerry. And so that's I, usually like a Friday uh, bonus one, but since we're kind of being lazy today, we'll make it on Wednesday. Yes. Oh, that's fair. What do you got? You got okay, good? let's see. Uh, this guy has a, let's see this one. Uh, is it, oh, let me, I'm going to get people's names. A uh, Drew. Drew says, ordering chicken or fish at a steakhouse, yay or nay for you, Jerry Recco? Order whatever the hell you want. That's what I said. Well, not a salad. I don't think you can order a salad. Why? Without, without like a steak in it. No, you can. Oh, you can. And I have. Oh, you have. Order whatever you want. I always thought uh, steakhouses had good fish. Okay. Right? Like I don't know tuna. where the fish comes from, from all, for all the these ocean, restaurants. The ocean, Jerry. I get that, Al. But oh, you mean... All these restaurants that are not right by the ocean? Right. Like, how long is the fish dead for, and how long has it been processed for and kept on ice? So fish dies. Right. All right? Ocean to table in Basking Ridge, New Jersey. How much time? Ocean to table yeah. in Basking Ridge? I guess a couple days. couple days. Yeah. That's fresh. Two days. Well, they free- I'm sure they have to freeze it. Okay. How about steakhouse in uh, Nebraska? Ocean to table. Ocean? I, mean, I don't think there's no oceans near fish them. Ascent. You're eating right. swans right. frozen fish, basically. And when I watch that uh, Hell's Kitchen, or not Hell's Kitchen, uh, Gordon Ramsay, he does the other one, uh, Kitchen Nightmares or something, 
whenever he goes into restaurants that are not doing yes. well, they're always selling frozen foods. Terrible. Terrible. How about this? Why do we have to have rules? All right, you don't if want any rules. You go into a steakhouse and you want to get shrimp scampi, order the effing shrimp scampi. If you go into Red Lobster and you want to get grilled chicken, get grilled chicken. The whole idea is the experience and the people you're with, is right. it not? I would say so, yes. And to eat, of course. Uh, here's one uh, from Michael Mayers, Jerry. Michael Mayers. You're in the newsroom, right? You're a newsroom guy here I at am. FAN. I'm usually the only one in the newsroom for All right. much of the uh, day. Michael Mayers wants to know, what's the latest rumors? What's the talk in the newsroom about who and how will FAN replace Mike? You've got your well, ear to the newsroom, Jerry. What do you have out there? For one, um, no one has any idea. I will say this, though. I am a big endorser of Joe and Evan. Right. Because I think Evan Roberts is the future of the radio station in that time slot. That's my opinion. I think he is as good as anybody, and I think he is the one that should have this slot going forward. Now, I would think Evan is a shoo-in. I, know, I don't know if anything's a shoo-in well, with the way the, our company was sold. Yeah, I have no knowledge of this either, but my only question would be, I always hear these rumors that Joe wants to retire. In fact, when I had that sure. podcast where I was interviewing people, yeah. Joe was like, listen, I got to get out of here soon. So can you put Joe and Evan in there and then replace Joe I think you make that later? move knowing Joe is in it for a three- or a four-year run, and then he's off to retirement. And I don't think if Evan is going to be... Uh, the anchor of that slot for what you hope to be the next. I mean, Mike did it for 30 years. You hope Evan's in there for the next 10, 15, 20 years, assuming FAN uh, stays solvent and relevant and, and, and solid. Then I think you make the move knowing while you do this, you don't allow them to take off together, which they don't already. And you're kind of working out future partners every time Joe's off and you have an idea of what they're going to do when Joe walks away. That would be right. what I would do. But I don't get paid to make those decisions. All right, Jerry. Uh, here's, what would you do? Oh, what would I do? I would put uh, Joe and Evan in there. You would? I would. So and we're then 100% I, in this room. Here's what I would do. I would I would meet with them and say, "We, Joe, we need another, th- we need a three-year deal. I agree. Put you in there for three years, and then we'll, we'll replace you with another partner for Evan. And I like agree. Like you said, always in your head, keep in mind who might be a good fit with Evan. You know what I've heard a lot from friends and fans of the station why doesn't Boomer go do afternoons so he can do his hockey and his baseball and he doesn't have to worry about getting up early after Monday night football. He can do a show, then go right to the garden. And in a lot of ways, it makes a lot of sense. The problem is you can't recreate what he and Craig have. And I don't know that Craig wants to go do afternoons. I don't know if the show is for afternoon. Maybe it is. I don't yeah, know. I think, I think we're better in the mornings. I don't want to do afternoons, Jerry, because we have our whole day ahead of us. I agree. We... Our, our schedule is as good as it gets. Right. Plus, we're not... Uh, hitting traffic either way. Ever. You don't hit traffic coming to work or going home from work. If you need to make a dental appointment or when I have to get, you know, when I have my various things where I think something's wrong with my penis and I have to go get that checked out, I have the afternoon to do that. So are you saying you don't want to get off mornings in the event that you have a penis ailment? Right. Because how else would, how, when would I make that appointment for? Right. Well, you'd have to be like the rest of uh, society and go very early in the morning or take a day off for it. Yeah. I also felt like when I worked like a nine to five type of job. It's the worst, by the way. I would get home, cook dinner, clean up. Time for bed. Right. I was like, I agree. where's my day? I remember I worked with Mike and Chris for six months. I was their board op back in, I think it was, I don't remember. I think it was 99 into 2000 or 2000 into 2001. Maybe that's what it was. 2000 into 2001, and I was taking an 827 train out of Jersey where I lived at the time, 
and I was getting home at 8.45 at night. And I remember a week in saying, this sucks. Like my day, there is no day to get anything done. It was Saturday or Sunday, and who wants to go do it when everybody else is doing it? Right. So I'm with you on that one. It's not great. Not great. This is a very interesting question, Jerry. You're going to have to really listen to this to make a proper decision. This comes from, what the heck's this guy's name? Rems Dolan, at Rems Dolan on Twitter. All right. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized boomers? Okay. So there, it's boomer, really but he's only this. as big as a duck. Right. But there's 100 of them. Right. Or one boomer-sized duck. So let me run this by you again, no, I heard the first time. A hundred boomers that are only as big as a duck, or one duck that's six-foot something like boomer is. I'll take the six-foot duck. You'd fight one duck. Yeah. Well, ducks have very short arms, I would think. Yeah, just kick it. Right in the belly. Yeah, a little sidekick. Meanwhile... In a roundhouse. Duck-sized boomers... Could wrap around your leg. Oh, they just keep coming at you. Climb up, keep coming at you. Keep climbing up your leg, throwing punches. So we're both in agreement. We'd rather fight the boomer-sized duck. Are we both in agreement? We just wasted sixty seconds on that. On that? Not really, because I think it's a valid question. Okay. Here's one, Jerry, from John Randazzo. He's very big on my Twitter on my Twitter page. He's very nice. How often do you guys hang out outside of work? No, never. Is Al just as weird in person as on the radio? All right, so here is the big myth uh, of Al Dukes. All right. This whole boring nonsense couldn't be further from the truth. As I said on the show last week, the only person that's boring on this stuff is Eddie because Eddie just loves working and loves giving the company more time than he gets paid for. Uh, Eddie makes sure he goes to sleep at 6 o'clock, six o'clock at night. Right. Gets up at 1 a.m. when he doesn't have to be here. Really, he's not paid to be here until 5 o'clock, and he gets here at 3. So he's giving you two hours on the front end. He Really, his day from 5 to 1 is over at 1. He stays till 3 o'clock for God knows why most days. So he's giving you two hours on the back end as well. And really does nothing. He likes to walk his dogs. And by the way, God bless him, and that's awesome. Do what you do and do it well. And he's a happy dude. Simple, happy, doesn't like going out to eat. All good. Kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Very You, boring. on the other hand, go out to lunch on Friday, dinner Friday, brunch or lunch on Saturday, dinner on Saturday night, lunch on Sunday. You keep yourself busy. You go to concerts all the time. You walk the boardwalk in Asbury Park and uh, Spring Lake all the time. You love the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. You go to Aruba during Christmas vacation. Uh, you go to every Super Bowl. You're in the city there for seven, eight days. God knows how long. You have so much money. You never check your bank account on payday. The only person here that's boring is anybody but Al Dukes. So that whole image, let's blow it the F up and let's start over. He's also had a girlfriend now for a couple of years. She's fantastic. For whatever reason, it works, even though he's a little odd. But he's not as odd as he makes himself out to be. He may not compliment her as much as he should. And telling her that her lips taste like taffy, kind of strange. But normal dude, decent life. Many of you sons of bitches out there would love to trade with him. Hmm. There you go. There you go. Did I answer that well? There you go, John Randazzo. There's your answer. That would be my answer, John. And I think it's a very good answer. This is a a business question, Jerry, and this comes to us. Are you interviewing me? Sort of. (laughs) This comes to us from uh, Tim Masterson. Okay. Also uh, very active on my Twitter page, this Tim Masterson. What's up, Tim? 
Uh, you're a business guy, Jerry. We often talk about businesses. I hope to be soon. I can tell you that. He's got a question. Jerry, how do car washes make money? It doesn't make sense. There are like 50 people working there. How do car washes make money, Jerry? Well, you it, know. You would know. Also very interesting because we went to the car wash the other day because it was so nice out and I had a ton of salt on my now, car. Now, what did you wait in line? Two minutes. See, the, and every time there's a car wash... The one near Spring Lake where my girlfriend lives yeah. and the one in Basking Ridge near where I live, there was always an enormous line. There there were 10 cars on the line, but it moves. I mean, literally, we were in line for two, three minutes, maybe, and, maybe four minutes. And what'd you pay for that $7. See, how come now, when I go, it's $20? I don't know what you're doing. It's $7. You're getting ripped off. I'm getting the undercoating and the wax. Uh, I don't do any of that crap. The tire shine. It's so funny because the guy... You know, we roll up in my wife's truck, and he's like, oh, would you like to get uh, the uh, extra salt Hot taken wax. off the bottom of the truck? I said, no. And he's like, you know, it's doing a lot of damage. All I said was, sir, these cars have been around for 50 years. I've never gotten salt taken off the bottom of a car, and the car's never rusted away. He literally got pissed off, turned around, went in the back, taped the windshield wiper, and just moved on. Like, didn't say anything. He was done and with my you. wife goes... That was kind of rude, but I like that you did that because he did that to me last time when I said I didn't want it. Like, shut up. But that, anyway, how do they make money? They make money because it's cash business, number one. God knows what they report and what they don't. So the owner is taking a lot more than he's probably saying he's making, and it ain't right, but good for you, I guess. Whatever. And if you think about it, how many cars do you think they can do on a, in a weekend? I would think they can probably do 2,000 cars on a nice weekend. If you're making... God, if you're making fourteen, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars cash a weekend, if you got twenty good weekends out of that, think about the cash that's coming through. So I think that's how they make their money. Now, to the point in the question, they cost a fortune to build because of the piping and the plumbing. But I guess when you get rolling, it's a cash business. And the guys that are the uh, he says there's. 50 people working there. Most of those guys are just drying cars. Do you think they're on the payroll or they just have to split those tips? Up? I don't know the answer to that. And the place we go to, there is no one. It's literally. Oh, the air blows it? Yeah. I always feel like that high-powered air, when they shoot it into your windshield, is going to blow my windshield right through. Uh, I do, too. And I always put the visor down so I don't get shards of glass going through my face just in case it happens. Like, <laughs> I have true. right now, I have two cracks in my windshield. Do you really? Yes, yeah, so I'm afraid to go through that. With the big blower. Safe light. Safe light repair. Safe, Safe light, light replace. replace. They just did my windshield about five months ago. Yeah, I will be getting a new windshield soon. Got it. All right, let's see. Give me another see. one. Okay. This is clearly become an interview of me. Yes. Let's see, Jerry. When you tweet this out, I would like some sort of headline. Okay. I asked Jerry the questions. Yeah. Uh, here's one Jim in Albany wants to know. Jerry, what are the pros and cons of working at WFAN? Now, I think we went over the pros before. Well, well, is it FAN or is it working on the show? He says WFAN. The pros are we don't work for a living. I think that in and of itself is enough. I mean, that's what we do. We should be thankful that we actually have these jobs. Shh, don't tell too many people that. They'll cut our pay. But right. I think that's part of it. I think the fact that we watch games for a living and we'd be doing it anyway, another pro. I think the different hours are a huge pro. Getting to work with guys like Boomer and Craig and Alan, Eddie and Bob, a big pro. The only con to it. At time, and this would be for me the only negative to it. At times, it's rare, but at times I feel like watching the games are work when I don't want to watch a game. Mm -hmm. Meaning it's 82 and sunny, there's not a cloud in the sky on a Sunday, 
and the Mets have a crucial game against the Nationals at 1 o'clock. You have to watch the game, and you'd rather be on the beach. Right. But that is a nitpick, and if that's the worst that we can come up with, that's pretty damn good, I think. I think one of the pros for me, Jerry, is that uh, on like a Saturday, if I'm out in Asbury Park, someone will recognize me. So that's pretty well, cool. Well, that's not working here. That's that's being on TV. Oh, on television? Yeah. Oh. Otherwise, you'd just be a faceless bald guy. Yeah, see, here's the thing, though. With radio, even if you're just on radio nowadays, because of social media, you are recognizable. If you put a lot of pictures of yourself out, you attention whore. Right. So, like, then people would know what you look like. What's your negative? Oh, the negative? Right. Uh, just the hours of having to go to bed. We just said how good it was, though. Right, there's a, it's also a positive also. <laughs> it's double-sided. I guess the negative would be someone not recognizing me in a place <laughs> where I thought, huh, I'm in a sports bar. Why would someone not know me That's here? That's true. The, the one other negative I forgot is working with arrogant SOBs that can't wait to get their picture out there so people recognize them. Yes. Hmm. Jerry, here's a Twitter question from a guy named Harry in, uh, in Germany. Oh, I like that. We're worldwide. Yeah, Harry in uh, Germany. Nice. Uh, Jerry, what do you shave your face with? Well, usually I use uh, Harry's, actually. That's ironic oh. that this is from Harry. Yeah. And, uh, I use it because it's five German-engineered blades. Oh. Smooth, close shave. My face feels fantastic. I actually got this tweet from somebody in Germany. Named Harry. Named Harry, yeah. Mm, a little puzzling there. Mm. What are you up to? Um. Well, he just wants to know... What do you think about the um, the handle, the ergonomic handle he was questioning about here? Well, it's weighted, here. it's ergonomic, mm-hmm. it's fabulous, and the right. trimmer blade for hard-to-reach places. I mean, what a great what a great shave system when we're talking about Harry's. Oh, he also had a question. Would you think of the lubricating strip? This he wanted to know on Twitter, Harry. I mean, who doesn't like From a German-engineered uh, factory. Who, do, who doesn't like lube? Uh, you got to have the lube. Got to have the lube. Plus, that's how you know you have to change blades when the lube strip is gone. That's exactly right. I hate when the lube strip is gone. Not to mention that. It's so relatively wonderfully priced. Oh, the Harry's? Harry's is awesome. All of this, $2 blade compared to, I don't know, $4 in the drugstore. What a right. waste. What well, a that's waste. very expensive. And here's how they do it, Jerry. They ship it right to your door. From this uh, factory in Germany. Right, because Harry from Germany tweeted us. Well, there were two friends who actually started this company. They were very annoyed at paying very expensive prices for razor blades. Are you talking about Jeff and Andy? Yeah, so they just, they built a factory in in Germany known for their German-engineered blades. And they're like, just ship them right to Jerry's front door. How do I get this? Here's what you do. Yeah. Harry's, uh, Jerry, is so confident in the quality of these blades, they want you to try their most popular trial set for free. Nice. You get yourself a razor handle uh, of your choice. you got a choice there, Jerry. Uh, the five-blade cartridge and shaving gel. And it's free when you sign up. Just pay a small fee for shipping. To redeem your free trial, go to harrys.com slash postgame right now, Jerry. Do it right now. harrys.com slash postgame. And shave the way Jerry shaves and the way I shave. Love it. With Harry's. All right, now here's a uh, Twitter. We're doing Twitter Q&A. Jerry, yeah. we're continuing that? Apparently My interviewing of you? Jerry interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Charles wants to know, besides documentaries, will you watch the popular Marvel series on Netflix? No. 
You're not into superhero things? I don't things? even know what that means. Well, Marvel. You know, Marvel, Marvel Comics. Comics. There's and, a series on Netflix? Well, they have multiple series on there. No, I believe I they have uh, Daredevil. I, uh, I believe that's true. I believe they have a number of different superhero no, series. No, I'm not, not interested. You're not into no, that? No, I'm not interested. I tried watching Gotham once Okay. Uh, on Netflix. Uh, that's a show that's on, uh, I think, Fox as okay. well, but the series. You know, it was kind of Batman without being Batman. It sure. was about the city, and, and I, I just could not get into it. I watched the Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. movie when I was away with Rutgers one of these trips. I forget right. where I was, and then Wonder Woman came into the scene later. And I got to be honest, I, I still don't understand what the hell I watched. Right. That was interesting, and the cinematography was very cool, but it just got very weird at the end of it. And I didn't really... I, there were parts of the movie I liked. I did not like the ending at all. They killed Superman. It was pretty stupid. That's as close as I will get to anything of what you're talking about. I always wonder why when they have popular comic book superheroes that have not had blockbuster movies made yet, what is taking so long? Right, like, like where's, Why not? Where's this Wonder Woman movie? Have we? Oh, I guess we have had a Spider-Man movie, right? Multiple Spider-Mans. Oh, we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess we have. But like we... You know, there was a fake Aquaman movie in the TV series Entourage. Where the, they were supposedly the, the main uh, actor character was going to be Aquaman. Right. But that has not surfaced as an actual movie. Like, yeah. I, if I worked at the movies, like, let's say I worked at one of these movie companies and we had, we had to do, like, idea meetings. Sure. All I would do is go Google comic book heroes. And that's it. I'd look to see what ones Here's haven't been a movie. Right. <laughs> and I would just come in and be like, why don't we do Wonder Woman? Why don't we do Hawkman? You're right, because they will sell. Why don't we do Black Panther? Why don't you move to L.A.? Why don't we do Shazam? Shazam. Like, there are multiple comic book heroes that haven't been done yet. Right. Well, That would be my ideas. You've got the uh, future of movie making locked down. And then once all those got made, and if I still had to go to these idea meetings, I'd go and I'd be like, Aquaman Part 2. Oh, my God. Hawkman. Part two. This would be the point where you get fired and keep going to work like hmm. George. Here's a good question, Jerry. This comes to us from Bill Lewis What's on up, Twitter. Bill, Bill says, uh, A-Rod is on the K-Show later on today. Do you think if Boomer would have brought up the show during his dinner with A-Rod, he would have been on your show too? This brings uh, up an interesting question, what I have for you, Jerry. I think it's very possible you could have gotten him on. Um, but Kay's, I think he's been on with Michael before. He's been on with Francesa a lot. Right. Plus, Kay is on the Yes Network with right. his uh, Yankees. So they're helping network. facilitate that. That having been said, like when Craig said, hey, get A-Rod on the phone, I actually thought that would have been a great get. But I don't know how you'd go about getting him but at 7 o'clock in the morning. Is it's that impossible. putting an awkward... Uh, are you putting a Boomer, a former professional athlete, in an awkward situation in a ho- dinner setting to ask for a guy to come on his show. Well, this is where... Because then he's putting A-Rod in a weird spot. Right. This is where crossing over from are you having a nice, friendly meal or are you trying to look out for the show? It's a, t- it's a tough line to cross. I don't know. Very tough. I really... I don't know. Because then you feel like you're putting him out. Oh, hey, jeez. I can't even go out for dinner with another athlete without being asked to do something. Right. So I get it. It's tough. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. By the way... Wouldn't kill you to make us send a little email to Zeke today so you can get him on tomorrow morning. Zillow? Yeah. Over at the Yankees? We are the flagship radio station of the New York Yankees. That's true, Jerry. Uh, Joe Maguli wants to know, when are we opening the medical vending machines you always talk about? 
Well, you had this idea of vending machines, but instead of candy and chips, it's medical it's, supplies. I think it's an awesome idea. I've always said that. Or like aspirin and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, aspirin. Neosporin's good too. Yes, that's fine. What Pepto about Advil? Bismol tablets. Advil's good. Tampons condoms. for the women. Would you uh, go into birth control or would you stay away? Why would you, you put condoms in it at an office well, building? Medical. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. In an office building. You idiot. <laughs> so you want to promote inter-office sex? I'm going to edit that out. That's what you want. No, you're not. Um, I would stay so away from things like using that. Those yes, but uh, medicine. Yes. Over-the-counter medicine. Listerine, if someone acid, wanted to perfect. freshen their breath. All that stuff. I think it's a great idea. The hard work of that is not getting the machines and filling the machines. The hard work is getting the contracts and having the buildings allow you to put it in and then deciding on how you're divvying up the money. Are you going to pay for space every month, like a rent, or are you going to just share the money with the company? You have time to go building to building? I don't. Let me ask you this. If you owned a building and a, a guy came knocking on your door and said, I want to put a medical uh, supply sure. vending machine, what would you do? Would you prefer to just have that guy pay rent in your yeah, building? Yeah, I would tell him $1,000 a month you can, put a, you can put it in. And that's I it. Have I have contracts signed by lawyers. Absolutely. It, it would just be like a lease. There's To me, there's no difference. You got to make sure it's serviced every week that the guy comes in. No different than any vending unit. Now, for me, I've got Al Dukes, who's famous. People would love to do business with you. So if you send an email, I mean, we're good as gold. Right. But, you know, I mean, you're very busy during the day. I know after you leave here. What do I do exactly? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I fiddle around on the piano for a little bit. Right, exactly. <laughs> what do I do exactly? Jerry, Sean wants to know on the Twitter. All right, Sean. How many more years do you think the show will last? A question me and you ask all the time. Yes. On one hand, Al, I sit there and say it's got another eight or nine years left. And on another hand, I could see us not doing this a year from now. What? No, we'd be here a year I from now. I don't know. Uh, the company's been sold. Right. Things change. Things are different. I don't know how long the TV contract is. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, do you have a feel for it? I really don't. I do have. I have. Uh, I, I say over five years. But, all right. But here? From here, yes. Or could you see Boomer and Craig picking the show up and moving it to another network? I say we will be here for at least another five you years. You think so? Yes. And then what? And then what Then happens? I'm in no man's land. I'm in my late 40s. I got to start over somewhere else? Wait, but what about me? I'd be older than you. Yeah, but you've got so much money, you're fine. Don't have any money saved you're, up. You're loaded. Loaded. That's not true, Jerry. That's about as... The fact that you're not is about as big a myth that you're boring. I mean, who... Hmm. The guy goes out, literally, not even joking. I'm looking into the camera like the camera's rolling. The uh, Al goes out to dinner or lunch or breakfast 17 times a month. And it gets pricey, so that's where all my money's going. But you've got the money to do it. I'm supporting the local economy. Loaded, loaded, loaded. See, uh, money bags loaded. One more, quickly. Uh, I don't have any more, actually. All right, we're done. I got to go. All right, Jerry. Uh, uh, this the, was interesting. The warm-up show is next. Got to go. See you? It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Well, good Wednesday morning to you, Al. Oh, hi, Jerry. How are we doing, all right? Yeah, all good over here. Yesterday was A-Rod Day. Did you get into that at all as he showed up, put the uniform on, and was kind of roving around the outfield? I do love seeing A-Rod still linked with the Yankees, still in a uniform, still roaming around in the outfield. Yes, I'm all in on 
excited for A-Rod. He had, he spoke for 15 minutes yesterday. I went through the whole thing, and it was actually really good. And he sounded very confident in his, in his decision to walk away. He said three teams contacted him uh, after he was retired, fired, whatever you want to call it, what happened in August. Three teams called me, thought about it for a second. He said, there's 0% chance I'll come back and play at this point. Yeah, he said, uh, remember, I was hitting 200. Right, exactly. He made that point. He said, I can't believe teams called me with the season I had. That having been said, he was discussing uh, his role as a special instructor. And one of the things, he's like, yeah, we can talk about hitting and fielding and athletics and all that. But uh, here was his take on really what's most important. I think my value for these kids is going to be taking them out to dinner and having a three-hour dinner. That'd be all. I would love to go three-hour dinner Wouldn't with A-Rod. would actually be fascinating? Yes. And then he said the idea of that is the first hour and a half is going to be really awkward because no one's going to want to talk to me or it'll be very generic, mundane type of questions. But once they get comfortable with me, now we can get into how not to screw up your life like I did, essentially. It was so really good. A-Rod's uh, like a liaison between the new players and the Yankee organization. Um, pretty much, yeah. Like, I always wanted to put that on a resume. I would see that, you Liaison. know. Liaison? Yeah, like, before I had any real jobs and you had to pad your resume with, like, things and skills yeah. that you didn't really have, I always used to see, like, be a liaison to something. Like, somehow be a liaison between two people. And then when they ask you for the job description, do you stumble and fumble no. through that? No, you say liaison with that French. Well, what does that mean? Le cage en France. French, Jerry. is a French play. <laughs> a liaison is just, you're the go-between. So let's say a young player is questioning his uh, role on the Yankees. Right. Maybe he goes to A-Rod, and then A-Rod will be the liaison between this player and the Yankees to find out where we see the future. Mm. During one of these three-hour dinners. So he's a liaison. Yeah. Plus, you know A-Rod picking up the bill. Uh, now, you, do you, would, think you it, would think, yes. Now, A-Rod making $21 million to mm -hmm. be a, uh, quote, instructor or take people to dinner, does he then send a, an expense report of course. to the Yankees? Well, wouldn't you? For the dinner? Would well, if I was making that? twenty, I had $21 mil in my pocket, I would probably... Did you check your paycheck yet for Friday? <laughs> I checked my paychecks, Oh, Jerry. you did? Because yes. as of yesterday at 11 a.m., you still hadn't seen it. Because they're the same. I've been four here four days ago, five days ago. Ten it's not, years. By the way, it's not always the same. And Friday, it wasn't the same. Oh, I see. But you have so much money, you don't oh, even yeah. check. Me and A-Rod. <laughs> you and A-Rod. money. <laughs> uh, speaking of baseball, um, Stephen Matz and Sean Gilmartin were out together. Now, their pitcher's all good. I'll get to why in a second. Do you remember when Ioannis Cespedes was golfing? on game day, and we made this big production about how ridiculous it is we that a world-class athlete might actually, I don't know, swing a golf club once in a while. Well, we're we furious, thought, right? We thought he'd be tired so for stupid. the game that this night. This is nonsense, number one, and I got beaten up for saying that. I'm going to play a clip for you. You tell me what's worse. What's worse? You want to but it's golfing a little bit, or these two knuckleheads doing this. Hey, Mets fans. I'm Steven Matz. Sean Gilmartin. We're out here with Black Tip H doing some big fishing down in West Palm. Never done this before, so we're pretty excited. Going to catch some sharks today. Shark fishing. Well, shark catching. Now, uh, no, no, shark fishing. Now, I watched the little video that's on MLB.com, and that's where the that's the courtesy of that uh, of that quote. Look at the size on the video, Al, of those sharks. And here's the here's the part that makes no sense. They're pitchers, right? You have to see these idiots reaching into the water. These sharks have massive teeth. What are they doing? You know, Jerry, I'm against athletes doing anything. Anything except what they're getting paid to do. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Or watching television. I'm all for watching television, going to the movies. Boring. 
Yeah, boring. Not golfing, shark fishing. Because golfing's really tough. Swimming with sharks. That would be bad. And the photo that they had on uh, the MLB site, I believe it was, that they they appear to be reaching into the water to pull the... uh, the How do you know there's not another one right under there and it takes their hand off? Yeah, they're pulling the great... It looks like a great white shark that they're pulling out of the water. I think they were bull sharks. Bull sharks? Something like that. They were called massive bull sharks, I believe. I see. And the, the video is unbelievable. These are pictures. So go ahead, go ahead, rip them. Go. No, I'm against the Jerry. I'm against uh, a- athletes doing anything other than their sport. God, you're boring. Yeah. Uh, in this case, I agree. Also in baseball yesterday, uh, the uh, Union and Major League Baseball have agreed to the intentional walk is no longer four pitches. Right. You just do some sort of signal from the dugout. And they're excited because this is going to save a total of eight seconds in the game. <laughs> this is one of the dumbest yes. things I have ever heard in my life. So if you tune into a Met game uh, near the end of what you think would be like uh, around uh, 9.30 right. or 9.15 for a 7 o'clock start and the game's over already, thank the intentional walk <laughs> for shortening that game a total of eight seconds. The stupidity of this it makes no sense. You want to shorten the game, this, there's one thing and one thing only you have to do. You don't let the batters leave the batter box after every pitch. That's it. If you go watch, I know you probably don't, but if you ever watch old footage of games from the 70s, even the 80s for that matter, guy pitches the ball, you know, if it's a ball, a strike, whatever, the batter's bo- the guy in the batter's box just stands there. He might step a little left, but he's right back and ready. He's not walking around and taking a circle and adjusting you know, the guard. Just stay there. That will save, I bet you it would save 20 minutes off a game. And uh, we had Mike Scott on, the former Astro pitcher, when we were down in uh, Houston. One of the better interviews I've heard, yes. Yeah, he, he was talking about, back then, he, he said he didn't purposely scuff the balls. The ball just got scuffed naturally because they didn't keep changing balls out every well, two seconds. Well, that's true, too. But that doesn't take time, though. Like that, it takes time. It, it, it takes it really a half doesn't. second. That takes about as much time as the intentional walk takes. It's To me, it's really about the guy leaving the batter's box. Also, the excessive throws over to first base. But I don't know how you could ever change that. No stealing. No. no leading. No. Do you really work want, with me, Jerry? Do you want I baseball want to be even more boring yes. than you already think it is. Did you see this story about the uh, soccer goalie? I can't get into specifics with team names because well, I don't care. This was Su- I think it was Sutton United playing Arsenal. Whatever that means in a tournament. Well, only because I couldn't sleep the other night and I watched all the highlights. That means it didn't occur here. It did not occur. It was here. in England. There's somewhere a very small little like high school field somewhere where they play soccer. Yeah. A goalie named Wayne Shaw, who's a backup goalie, was seen on the sidelines eating what they called a meat pie. Yeah, and this was a big part of the highlight package. Which really is just a sandwich. Or a wrap, yeah. Yeah, calling it a meat pie sounds offensive in some ways to me. I don't know. I don't like the sound of that. So he was eating a meat pie on the sideline, which didn't seem like a big deal. Other than there were odds by gamblers, 8-1 to odds, that he would eat a meat pie. Oh, so he get paid. So there, he lost his job as a backup goalie. Really, they cut him. Yeah, because of this gambling now, because he was clearly aware of this eight to one. Will he eat a meat pie on the sideline? Now the question is, did he get paid, or did he bet on himself? Yeah, that I don't know. Hmm. But I always wonder that about when they do these dopey prop bets, especially around Super Bowl. Like Lady Gaga knows what song she's right. going to start with. Why can't she send someone to make a bet? Like a billion-dollar bet. I don't think that would be taken. In Vegas. 
probably wouldn't be accepted. And did you see yesterday? Hey, I'd like to take a billion dollars on Lady Gaga opening up with uh, My Romance or whatever those songs. Bad are. Romance. Stop it, and I have a legitimate quick question. Yesterday in the New York area, a uh, bull I saw this. was running through Queens. He had yeah. escaped a slaughterhouse. Uh, they, they, he was eventually shot, so it's on he demise. didn't really go anywhere, get anywhere. But I kept seeing reports that a cow was loose. Yeah. And then I kept seeing reports that a bull was loose. I legitimately don't know the difference between a cow and a bull. Eddie? A cow has... Go ahead, Eddie. Uh, Testicles, how? So you're saying there's no man cows? No. Other than that talk show host in Chicago. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well done. All right. So uh, a male cow is a bull and a female cow is just a cow is what you're saying. So a male, the the one that was running around could not give us milk. No. But we we eat them as steak the same way we would a regular cow, correct? Yes. Excellent. Thank you, Eddie. That's one to uh, grow on. And you didn't know that, Jerry. I didn't. You looked puzzled as I was. Dangle your testicles. Mm -hmm. Well, while you do that, we'll take a break with uh, Craig and Chris Sims coming up in about five minutes on The Fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, Craig and uh, Chris Sims coming up in three minutes on the fan. A couple more minutes here. Uh, Darrell Rivas did have his assault hearing pushed back till uh, mid-March, so we'll get to that uh, in just a little while. And Magic Johnson now the GM of the L.A. Lakers, so things starting to move there. The trade deadline is tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Knicks haven't done any deals yet. Uh, the Yankees did announce a little bit of a promotional schedule. I know you like this. Which I always love because I feel like a, a kid again when yes. looking to see what the giveaway are and I think most of the giveaways are aimed at kids. Usually, usually, not always. But uh, they have three bobbleheads that yeah. they're doing this year. Uh, one Gary Sanchez, perfect. Right. Uh, the other one, uh, Araldis Chapman bobblehead. What's wrong with that? Well, he's has a bit of a checkered past, Jerry. So of all the bobbleheads you could well, give away. Out. All right, fine. I don't disagree that he's got a little bit of a checkered past. Yeah. That's fine. I'm saying they're only doing three bobbleheads. Didn't, didn't we do this last year though? What? Like we had this whole bobbleheads. story, have we moved kind of well, beyond Well, you're going to put the Chapman bobblehead on your kid's shelf. Just, it's questionable, that's all. Of uh, all the bobbleheads you could I choose. I suppose, but I do think parents kind of move beyond that stuff. Oh, they have. And then the this, this third one is the strangest of all to why? me. Whitey Ford bobblehead. It's a hall of why? Who, what kid even knows who Whitey if Ford is even more? bobbleheads, why yeah. would you not? Because a if Whitey you're a... Ford? When you grew up, did you know who Babe Ruth was? Yes. Well, Babe Ruth, Did you know yeah. who Mickey Mantle was? Yes, those two guys. Did you know who Whitey Ford was? Maybe not. No, you did. Come on. I yes, maybe did. did not know. Do you know and who I, Tom Seaver was? I was aware of him, sure. All right, so then why well, would the Yankee fan want a Whitey Ford bobblehead? No, I'm saying like a 13-year-old boy doesn't want a Whitey Ford bobblehead. Why not? You collect right. the bobbleheads. <laughs> no, you don't. By the way, are you going to bitch and complain today and yell and scream <laughs> about the Yankees? What'd you do on February 13th when the Mets oh, uh, traded oh, Gabrielle Enoa to the Orioles for cash? For cash. How'd that go? Not good. Yeah. Cheap bastards. How about today? The Yankees made a trade of Richard Blyer to the Orioles for cash. No one even knows who Richard <laughs> Blyer is. He you didn't even know who Yankees. Gabrielle Enoa was. Yeah, did he no, play? he didn't. You he called pitched. him Genoa. Well, guess what? You know nothing. Go ahead. I'm ready. Yeah. Good. Blast the Yankees. Don't be go. a Yankee bitch. Here's go. what you do. Go. Go home with your Whitey Ford dollar and play with it. Well, that seems kind of inappropriate. Well, at least at least they didn't bring out. Normally, every year they go a Babe Ruth bobblehead again. Another it's Babe Ford. Ruth. It's enough with Whitey Ford. It's right. not Andy Hawkins bobblehead day. Who's that would that? be interesting. Oh, stop! Who's that? Come on. 
Did they trade him for cash? <laughs> for Inunua? At that time, it was Enoa. Oh, Enoa. And you're a Met fan. I Get am. your head out of your butt. Gabriel Enoa. At least Enoa played for the Mets last year. This guy that the Yankees traded, no one ever heard of. Meat pie. We are your flagship station for New York Yankees baseball. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.